Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Coffee Cast with Cation and Rubin, powered by Behind the Racket, the podcast dedicated to looking at the top issues facing tennis and getting to know the players facing them. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. The Coffee Cast can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. Special thanks to our sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. And now. Hello, Michael. Hello, Noah. You look great. Uh, It's a nice behind-the-racket shirt that you appear to be wearing as we're FaceTiming today as you're in Delray Beach for the Delray Beach Open. Yes, sir. It's Uh, uh, nice weather now. I mean, interesting weekend. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, let me let's just let me set the stage for people because obviously people listen at different times. We are recording this. It is Tuesday morning. You are to play Jason Jung a little bit later today in the first round of the Delray Beach Open. So when the majority of people will have listened to this, that match will have concluded. We do not know the outcome of that. We can only or do what we. it is. <laughs> oh God! Okay. Now you're going to oh, you're no. going to inflame. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't come off the way I wanted it to come off. <laughs> I'm already getting a call. <laughs> Tiu, everybody. Tiu. Okay. Um, um, tennis yeah, integrity so unit. <laughs> that's where we are in terms of setting the stage. So, um, but yeah, it's it's obviously I know um, you and I talked about a week ago. Um, I think about a specific um, caption you are going to have on an Instagram post. Um, And I I know that that one win meant something to you. But now having a couple of good wins under your belt has to make you feel like you're on the right path. Yeah. I mean, one being a revenge win, (laughs) you know, to already have a a revenge win this early in the year is definitely. Paolo Lorenzi is the revenge win. You lost to him last week, beat him this week. Thank you for, because uh, also, yeah, my mom told me I don't um, elaborate as much as I should for listeners. (laughs) So I thank you for (laughs) helping me out. But yeah, you know, 
you know, people thought he kicked my ass last week, which the score does say that, but it was a, it was what I thought a pretty good match. And I was, you know, on my way to playing some better tennis and obviously very, very, very different conditions um, in Delray compared to New York. I mean, some of the most opposite conditions from indoor, this gritty, hardcore, strange indoor hardcore, um, which is just planks of wood in New York where it's freezing to Delray Beach where it's very windy, very hot at times, a lot of rain delays. And yeah, I, it was it was nice to probably grind out one of my longest two-set match, you know, one that didn't go mm. three sets to be at around two and a half hours. Um, yeah, that was, that was really good. And, you know, to get two wins against very experienced players, you know, Paolo Lorenzi and Istamin, um, yeah feels good right now um i'm excited regardless of how this match later on with jung which should be some good tennis you know turns out to be i'm i'm happy where i'm at yeah so you had the opportunity to have your girlfriend um, jamie come down from minnesota to be there um it seems like you are working very hard to optimize um your personal happiness to also optimize your tennis happiness yeah, I mean, it's a totally different feel when Jamie's around. You know, I feel a sense of home when she's here and it's it's definitely comforting. So you, you're you grinding out and especially for people that don't know what took place this weekend during my match with Istamin, I had three, maybe four on-court rain delays with four off-court rain delays, which uh, it was already a two-hour and 25-minute match of tennis, and then you combine all of that, it is a very long day of, you know, a 11 a.m. start that's finishing at 8 p.m., but uh, it is, uh, it's really nice having, you know, Jamie here to, you know, really... As I'm talking, there is a kitty cat running across your screen that makes it very <laughs> tough to focus. <laughs> no. Well, but... what's, what's interesting is actually, no, that's what I wanted to ask you about was focus. Yes. I, I was talking with Jamie during your match with Dennis Istomin, mm-hmm. texting back and forth amongst all the rain delays. And uh, I was just saying, you know, I actually sent a text along the lines of tell him during all these rain delays, because she was saying you were starting to get annoyed and frustrated to, to focus on the, the idea that we talked about with Christiane. Two things, focus on two things. And she said to me, Noah hates it when I say the word focus when he's involved and engaged in a match. Which led me to this thought. <laughs> for, for, for fans, uh, especially at a challenger level when they're able to engage pretty closely with, with players, what are the things that you want to hear while you're on a tennis court that are beneficial and what are the things that are not? Well, I'll take a step back for a second. It's very tricky. And actually, I've said this before, and, you know, one of the reasons why US Open is so tough is because I know everybody there. And, you know, I'll play in front of, you know, with Fed in front of 15,000 people, and it's fine because I don't know these people. But I can hear my team's voice Mm. through 15,000 people. So I use my team for what I need them. But there are some things that do aggravate me at times when they tell me to focus i'm like yeah i know what get focus yeah i get that I, I know that so that's not always the case i you know especially with like a jamie you know sh- without even trying she's a comforting factor she's calming me down i'm already focusing internally 
without that. So the added stress on it adds stress to me. So that's, you know, it, it it's a very tough thing to describe. But again, yes, I, I hear my family and my father has walked out at times because I've told him to leave because he's too much for me. Or, you know, there was a coach at times where I'm like, just sit down, just sit down because you can just pinpoint your team. And I think a lot of other tennis players feel the same. So I think, you know, as, as spectators or if you're a fan of a player, I think it's just the simple backup to positivity for me. I don't like talking during negative points. Let's say I lose a point, I miss a forehand, miss a backhand in the net. I'm already thinking, my mind's already going. I don't need a, you got the next point, Noah, or you know, one of those things because I just feel like you're harping on negative situation for me. So I've always enjoyed you know, when they're backing up a positive shot, positive reinforcement, stuff like that. And then when it's a negative one, just let me play the next point. Let me go back to my towel. Let me have my second to myself because as soon as you say something, I can hear i was like okay that's jb or that's my father my mom my grandmother i could hear it and i'm like i just mm. that just annoys me and it just then i'm losing focus at that point so i i told them um i'm like i'm really sorry and it's you know maybe it's not my place but i you know i have to say something because i can't control it right now my feelings towards it but if it's a positive go for it do what you want to do negative you know you can clap a little bit get me riled up but uh you know don't really go into it too deep let me have my minute it's it's interesting because i think you can empathize with with them and the fact that it's it's so much everything everything is out of their control that's in front of them and they're trying to do their best to have a little piece of of that control and that action right i i would never want to be in their situation again we've we've spoken about this a few times like i don't care about tennis matches you know if i'm you know on my phone watching challenger scores or you know see the atp scores i don't really necessarily care who wins but there has been a few times where i'm running for a wild card playoff where i have been watching a match that i do care about the outcome it does does affect me and i'm like god this is just live score imagine i was there i'd be freaking out so these people are invested in you know in my career in one way or another and i'm telling them don't cheer <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. yeah it's it's an awful place to be but you know this until i kind of figure out a better way to deal with it um this is what i ask of them but you know it was funny i got on i think it was after Isman's match um you know my father got on the phone and Jamie's in the car with me. And here this girl is who has never been put into the world of tennis before meeting me is talking about my match like a tennis player talking about my consistency yeah. and my move. And I'm like, it's crazy how far my team has come and especially Jamie and, and where we got to. So, you know, you talk about investment, you know, physically, emotionally and everything. Um, it's incredible. So, yeah, it's it's not always my place, you know, to shut them down. But... <laughs> It's, it's kind of what I need at times. You know, uh, again, I realize the levels are very different. Uh, I, the One of the very few times that my father ever yelled at me, <laughs> he's not a yeller, but I I once during a tennis match, my, my parents were doing the same thing. And I told my mom, I just said, shut up, just shut up. I was so, same thing, right? <laughs> done, I was, done it. But I was like, what, I was 16 or something like that, stupid. And my dad just pulled me aside after the match and he said, you can say whatever you want to me, but don't you ever 
tell your mother to shut up. And granted, they're divorced. They right. don't speak to each other. But I like I, I still remember that clear as day because he was so angry that I had gotten. Oh, oh I've had that. Oh, oh my God. Like oh, yeah I've, yeah. I've done it with my dad. And he's like, you're going to tell your own team? To stop talking? Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, it was just aggravating me. I just didn't know what to do. And he's like, just don't do that. Yeah. You do whatever you want. Just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a fascinating thing because yeah, you're you're doing your best to focus, and they're doing their best to help, but it's not right. They feel like sometimes that you know that's what they need to be a part of it. I'm like. You know, that, that clap is not always going to be what rounds up, the, you know, it, it's not a team yeah. effort on the court. It's just me. I'm trying to get within myself and, oh, it's it's tough. It's tricky. And, then, and what do you do? What, there are several players, you and I both know them, who will get upset if their teams are not uh, applauding or saying things. Well, you have the guys at the top. You have like a Murray who's, can, you know, during his prime had ongoing dialogues. Yes. <laughs> you almost want to mic them up and just see are they talking about dinner because it can't be tennis for this long yeah, right. uh, and and for somebody who's that good at tennis to be constantly like literally <laughs> each and every point and yeah we see it at this level too and it's almost cultural at times you find it to mm. be following some uh countries and and it's very funny and you're like how did that start you know, where did mm. that come from that, you know, this country, they literally are, are constantly talking to their team. And I'm like, there's no way you're focused right now. You have no idea what's going on in the match. <laughs> you, you're literally, you've been talking to your father for 15 minutes. You have no idea what's going on in the match. But, you know, it's, again, we, we go back to this thing in tennis where it is, there are so many variables there's so many changing things there's so many individuals and, and different mentalities that you're always grasping at that thing that could help you or that thing that you think may be the next step and i think sometimes you know it always comes back to let's let's simplify this matter a little bit <laughs> so obviously as we mentioned this is being recorded a few hours before you take the court with jason jung yes um Regardless of outcome today with this match and whatever happens the rest of the week, which I, I obviously I, I love Jason as well, but I you know whomever is able to come through today, you know more power to them. But how do you capitalize on the fact that this has been a successful week, um, regardless of outcome here today, in terms of just this continuous slow build for you to get back to where you want to be? Yeah, I think whether it's just simply visualizing or re-watching re some of the matches, just looking and you're like, you know, this wasn't even your best tennis, but, you know, physically you fought, your body was there, you played some great tennis, it's on the way to some of your better tennis. Remember that. I think sometimes, especially when I got down, I just kept harping on the negative, kept harping, you know, watching the matches and what you should. You should watch the matches you lose and, and see what you did wrong. But I think to a certain point, you're like, yeah, I know that point sucked and I, and I know what I did wrong there. And I think sometimes you really do have to fake it till you make it and say, you know what, that point there, you know, maybe it was one point out of that whole match that I played well, but I did it. So I know how to do it. 
So let's keep doing it. And, you know, obviously I did much, I played many more points than just one during, you know, that five hour span of tennis that I mm. played this past weekend. So it was just reminding myself that, yeah, this is the tennis I want to be playing. This is what's going to take me to the next level and keep progressing. And it's going to take time. I have a very specific style that, you know, it's not always, it's not just I'm going to serve people off the court and become top 50 in the world. So, be patient and and remember you're you're on the right road. Um, our good friend Blair Henley is down in Delray Beach. Uh, Sweetheart, she she has apparently done something amazing with uh, Yoshi Nishioka um, in a costume, uh, walking through the grounds. And I'm I got to be honest. Uh, I I mean, looks look, listen. You're not a six foot five behemoth. You can walk through the grounds. Uh, uh, <laughs> why why aren't you doing that? <laughs> I actually just saw that GIF or GIF or whatever yeah. this morning. I thought that was, I didn't know when it was from, but to know that was a couple <laughs> days ago. And here Yoshi is. Um, who's one of the nicer guys on tour as well. Just with the Yoshi. I almost want to call it a helmet of sorts because it kind of mm-hmm. comes underneath as well, underneath his yes. chin. And he's just like walking with a smile. <laughs> and it's just like the, it's so innocent. And I think there's something about that, but um, we need more of that in tennis. We need more stuff like that. Um, but yeah, what what could I do? God, I get it. I'm short, but I gotta be a little more creative than that. Well, well I wasn't just saying short people. Like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to. <laughs> You're not discriminating against. Us. <laughs> I'm not discriminating against the people who are five foot four and under. <laughs> no, didn't didn't even get a rise out of a. Out of you, there. you know, ATP said I was five ten at one point. That was a yeah, great day in my life. That was a pretty big day. <laughs> that was... You've got a lot of. You do have a lot of family there. I mean, you could yes. you could go as like a father of some young children, like a or... bagel with locks. <laughs> Are you the locks or the bagel? <laughs> Who's the other? <laughs> um, but yes, no, I'm, no, this is good. No, I'm, I'm happy where we are right now. I'm excited for what's going to come on, on the podcast in the next few. And yeah, I want Ernesto Escobedo. Hope we can track him down. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think he's off this week. Okay. Uh, so, so you know, once once your exciting week in Delray Beach comes to a close, whenever that may be, we'll we'll work it out with Ernesto Escobedo. Sounds good. Uh, good luck today. Thank you. Um, I want to point out, I did find while I was at my mother's house this week, I found a, a, a tournament draw from 1994 of me winning a, a tennis tournament as a doubles specialist because that's the only thing I could do. You're a winner. Uh, I was a winner one time and I still have the trophy somewhere in this house. When you held the draw, did you get that winning oh, feeling back? God, yes. God, and I, I could, I remember the courts. Like, I can't remember anything from 1994. <laughs> But boy, I remember like those courts. I remember the little shit that we beat in the final. God, that did you shit. Did you celebrate? What was, what, did you take off your shirt? Uh, no, I just had a steak that night. Oh, wow. And okay. at the time I didn't eat steak, but I was just like, I need, I'm a man now. I have become a man. <laughs> I need man it was like food. My, it was like my bar mitzvah. <laughs> I have become a man. So I'm having steak. You're like, I'm going to hunt for it. No, I'm just going to get at a restaurant. <laughs> it was in Freeport, out. Illinois. The only thing I was going to get was a raccoon. Uh, good luck today, Noah. <laughs> Thank you.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at norubin 33 and at Mike C. Tennis. We want to hear your opinions and stories behind the racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us ratings on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you behind the racket on the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben. <laughs>